Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Let's focus on Mead's performance against Dublin yesterday. Disappointing result. First time that Dublin had played Mead and Park Talton in the league since 1988 and a very different game on that occasion a little bit more f- uh, well f- literally fight in me that on that occasion Bernard Flynn and Eamon Heary both featured in the Times on, on Saturday looking back on that game they both got sent off there was a bit of a melee which wasn't uncommon back then uh, no such problems for Dublin yesterday though a comfortable enough win for them as it was in 1988 I suppose you could say uh, but I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Mead Chronicle journalist and sports editor Fergal Lynch uh, Fergal I might start by reading uh, a line from your match report right from the off Mead were second best all over the field physically beaten up tactically overwhelmed and spooked by the occasion the hosts struggled to find a spark to get the huge crowd going or rattle the dubs um, was it a dispiriting enough uh, afternoon for you there? Yeah, yeah, probably uh, pretty much summed up the whole occasion, all right. Um, everybody descended on Navin. It was kind of like a carnival atmosphere before the game. And we, we again, probably went more in hope than expectation. But uh, the expectations were of a, of a performance and to try and, and lower that uh, concession average of uh, 18 points a game. Um, but none of that materialised and ended up conceding 19 points and two goals on top of it. And it just was... Uh, ended up very dispiriting all right and um i suppose it just shows and, and colin o'rourke if he didn't think he had, he had a tough job before he certainly knows now because uh mead were just way off the pace and, and the dubs really handed us a lesson yesterday it was hard to to kind of put your finger on as it has been this is what i found i wasn't at the game i was watching them on television but it was like every other mead dublin game that i've watched for the last six or seven years you know there was no uh, there was no real intensity and again look at i appreciate it's easy saying it from you know the comfort of your couch and dublin are on another level on on, on kind of every level really in terms of fitness ability everything else but even the first couple of scores that Dublin got, they walked through, you know, unopposed almost and clipped over a couple of handy scores. It was a bit like I was down at the Limerick game, as you know, and it was very similar mm. to that. And I was chatting to a few friends of mine during the week from Dublin. Some of them were going down. They were really looking forward to it. And I, I just, I couldn't see anything other than a comfortable Dublin win, given what you mentioned there, the, no, the, the number of scores me they've been conceding in every game. And it's an average of 19 points, I think, a game now. Um, but... They were saying, look, this Dublin team aren't the same as they were a couple of years ago and they expected me to put up a bit of a fight. But I was just a little bit concerned about the defensive setup. And John Mohan on commentary for RTE was was picking out the fact that there was no... Now, maybe he hasn't seen me in the league, but he was just picking up the fact that there was nobody. It didn't seem like there was anybody sweeping back. It was it was six on six from what he could see. Is that is that how it lined up? And were you surprised, especially with Dublin having the win in the first half, that Meade didn't try and change up defensively a little bit and go a little bit more uh, defensively, bring a few numbers back? 
Yeah, well, look at it. I suppose we have gone defensive against Dublin in the past and games have been over at halftime before and that very definition of insanity is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, you know, it's not it's not going to happen. But, um, yeah, it probably was insanity as well, though, on the other hand, just um, going one-on-one on one in Dublin. And but we still tried to take the game to them, even against the win we still tried to push on we tried to play and by we I mean Mead of course we uh, we tried to play that long ball into the full forward line and sometimes it was aimless sometimes the ball just didn't stick um, you know if you, it did no luck either but not that luck would have played any part in, in Mead even staying in the game but the ball didn't stick inside and then when Dublin turned you over which happened countless times I'd say I don't know how many Dublin scores came from uh, turnovers where Mead players had possession take the ball into a tackle lose the ball um, by soloing it into the tackle or hopping it into the tackle and then turn over in Dublin just when they uh, turn a pace Mead just had no answer to it and they clipped over as you said did first five attacks did five scores on the board for Mead's first five attacks they had one point which was a free from uh, Dermot Moriarty after in the eight minutes so you know, we were chasing the game from the very start and that high points concession tally just, you know, I think it's the third highest in the country. I think only Longford and Antrim have conceded more points or Leitrim, or sorry, Long, Limerick will, will surpass that tally today, I'm sure, uh, of concession of points. But Mead have, are, are the third highest concession of scores. And so defensively, we have been naive, but it is a young, inexperienced Defensive, apart from uh, Donald Keoghan and Porrick Harnan yesterday, and last week it was it was Donald Keoghan and Shane McEntee. But like the full mm. back line have a combined appearances or eighteen appearances between the three of them. So you know Adam O'Neill, Michael Flood, Harry O'Higgins were really thrown in the deep end yesterday. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, and sorry, just to cut, sorry to cut across you, but just on that, that's surely that's all the more reason to try and set up with. With having a little bit of help back there, if you've got three inexperienced lads in the full back line and they're they're not getting any kind of assistance from lads coming back and covering in front of them, which is what it seemed like from looking at it on TV, and it certainly seemed like that against Limerick as well when I was there. But surely that's the situation where you need to be providing lads with a little bit of cover because they are inexperienced and it's not doing their confidence any good if they're getting run ragged every week. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can say yeah, Mead can sit back and we can try and put. 14, 15 men behind the ball and set up a set up a blanket and try to prevent Dublin and limit the damage. But Colm O'Rourke has said from the outset that Mead are going to try and play football, the long ball into the forwards, try and get scores, leave three men up and or leave two forwards or three men up and try to get our scores. Now, okay, you might say it's folly against a Dublin team that can just rip you to shreds as they did yesterday. Um, you know, we, we have to try something different and compared to where, you know, we've been standing still and, and possibly even going backwards for the last decade or more. Um, so something has to change. Yeah, the full back line was exposed, probably should have been looked to have taken more care of them. Um, but lads did drop back. Like even in the final quarter, I was looking at uh, Aaron Lynch come on and he spent time inside his own D and, and adding numbers to a defensive setup. I know the game was long gone by that stage, but me did try to protect our full back line. But Dublin and Derry, who are the two big guns in our division, just really exposed us. Like the other games could have really went anyway, including the ones that we won. Yeah. But uh, the other games really could have went anyway. And, and you know, maybe we wouldn't be um, being so maybe pessimistic from the campaign if 
we had held on against Loud and if we had held on against Limerick, but if is a big word, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. And I remember you speaking to um, Colm, I think, after the first game against Cork. I think I'm right in saying we conceded 11 frees that day out of a tally of 19. But you look at the games, the last four games, just looking at those. Derry got 2.15, 2.13 was from play. Loud got 1.15, 1.13 was from play. Limerick got 17 points, 13 points from play. Dublin got 2.19, 2.16 from play. Like, they're incredible tallies of scores to be conceding. And... You're not. You're, you've no chance. Like you're not giving yourself any chance. And again, look, I, I appreciate that it's still only new and they're still trying to settle down. But I, I just, I suppose I couldn't quite see what sort of setup they were trying to go with yesterday in, tr- in terms of trying to keep the score down. Do you know what I mean? That's that's what I sort of struggled to. Again, you appreciate looking at on TV is a different thing than being there. But it, it didn't seem like there was any kind of mad change in the setup yesterday versus the other games where they'd been conceding heavily and it continued on. So I know what you're saying there about defensive systems and that. I'm not talking about bringing 15 players back, but was there, you know, did you get the sense that they were even dropping one or two lads back to help out in front of the defence and try and sweep? Because it it just looked quite easy for Dublin to get their scores at times. Yeah, as I said, when Mead tried to push forward and a lot of the Dublin scores came from our turnovers from where Mead had the ball in good position. So when Mead had the ball, um, it wasn't just a case of, right, well, let's be cautious and go trying to attack here. Did they try to push men forward? Did they try to get the ball in quickly into the full forward line? But too much of the time, it was aimless ball going in. And as I said earlier, it just didn't stick. So it wasn't the case of dropping two men back and, and holding in front of the full back line to, to add to the half back line. It was more a case of Mead were on the attack and then they just got turned over and Dublin hit them so fast and so hard and, and unfortunately too often that um, it ended up just another 19-point concession. Um, as you said there already, yeah, we, we conceded 19 points against Cork, 16 against Clare, um, 2.15 against Derry. Or was it 15 points against Loud as well, 17 mm. against Limerick and 19 again? Yeah, we're conceding way too many. Maybe our defence are sitting back too deep because we haven't conceded too many goals. Um, maybe our defence is sitting back too deep, but allowing teams get to the edge of the D and pop over easy scores. But um, it is a concern and it does have to be addressed because uh, no matter where we end up playing our football in the summer, uh, it, those tallies will, you know, summer football tends to lead to higher scores and I dread to think where it'll go then if we don't improve in that sector. Yeah, absolutely. Fergal, stay on the line. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to you after that. Just to bring you up to date with the games that are going on at the moment, Fergal mentioned Limerick scoring difference. It looks like it's got, it's not going to get any better today. 1-5 to Kildare, 3 points to Limerick with uh, 27 minutes gone. And Mayo are leading Donegal by 9 points to 5 with a half an hour gone in Bally Buffet. Quick commercial break. You're welcome back to Sunday Sport. Fergal Lynch, the sports editor with the Meath Chronicle, is on the line. We're running the rule over yesterday's performance for Meath against Dublin and indeed the league campaign. As a whole, Fergal, one of the things I referenced there in your in your article was the fact that the players were overwhelmed and sp- or tactically overwhelmed, but spooked was one of the words you did you use. Did you get the sense, and it was it was put to Colm work after the game? Did you get the sense that the players were were a little bit um, overawed by the by the atmosphere and by the the crowd there? It was obviously a massive crowd and, and a big occasion for a lot of players on the team who are inexperienced at that level. Yeah, well, look, it, it was hyped up as being you know the return of the Dubs to Navin for the first time in thirty five years and. Uh, it was seen as an opportunity to maybe just uh, prove to the supporters that maybe the, you know the performance in Limerick where we should have won and the performance against uh, Loud that the you know the players feel that they should have won those games and there was probably a sense going into it of let's put on a performance here and uh, but it just they just looked overawed by it and then looked overawed by the Dubs from their start where as I said five points from their first five attacks 
and uh, Mead knew instantly they were in a game and they were just they were just overwhelmed. Like as we said about the inexperience, I think there were six of the players that started the game yesterday were in single digits in terms of appearances, league league and championship appearances for Mead. You know, it's it's a very very inexperienced team with the full back line. You know, as I said, eighteen appearances between them. Jack Flynn had only five appearances. I think Shane Crosby had only made four or five appearances in a Bourne Cup as well. And Dermot Moriarty was only making his eighth appearance in the Mead jersey. So it was a very inexperienced team that was coming up against uh, a Dublin side of Cormac Costello, Conor Callaghan, Kieran Kilkenny, Brian Fenton, uh, John Small. You know, James McCarthy, names like that, and. Uh, they, they did. They just looked completely out of depth. Hopefully, as Colm referenced afterwards, that you know players will learn from this, and there comes a time in in a lot of players' careers or playing days that they they suffer defeats like this, and they lay down a marker and say, "Well, you know what? We're going to move on from this and make sure something like that never happens again." Um, so, we need to take a lot of learnings from what happened yesterday, and if they do. Maybe we'll be in a better place. But Colin did say it's not going to take weeks or months. This this is going to take years for me to, to improve and get to that level. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you think um, Colin O'Rourke has been surprised by... Now, he's been watching... 
you know, Mead and Dublin playing for the last however many years it's been since since Mead have beaten them, obviously 2010, but it's been that the years after 2010, they were fairly competitive, but in the last five or six years, there's been a lot of hammerings. I think I saw a stat yesterday from, I think it was John Fogarty in the examiner, where he said 92 points was the aggregate difference from the last number of games that Mead have played against Dublin. But do you think Colm O'Rourke, do you get any sense from talking to him or from speaking to him uh, the last few weeks that he's surprised by the the gap that's there and that the ground that Mead have to make up, not even against the likes of Dublin, but the likes of Limerick, for example, who are rock bottom at the table with one point that they got against Mead. And they, it's probably a coincidence that they removed Ray Dempsey as manager after that game. I think he was probably going to go anyway. But do you think O'Rourke's been a little bit surprised? Has it been a bit of a shock to him, do you think? I, I don't think so. I think he was well aware of uh, where where Mead were or where Mead are. Uh, and he knows that uh, there is a job of work to be done to get Mead back to where he wants them to be. I wouldn't say he's surprised. I, you know, he's been very unfortunate as well in terms of injuries, mm. especially defensively, that he's had to play so many rookies and he's had to change that defensive, that defence so often um, that the, the team hasn't really been settled. And then you had an outstanding performance from Shane Walsh in the first game against Cork where he scored 1-7. And then we haven't really had him since because of hamstring injuries. And now it looks like Don Kilgan, who has made 82 or 83 consecutive appearances for Mead. It looks as if he's going to miss the next game against Kildare with a hamstring injury. Um, and, you know, it's just injuries are, are starting to mount and to key players and in key positions, you know, where so that defence is a very key part in, in GEA. If you're set up strong defensively with a good structure and are difficult to break down, um, that comes from years of playing together. And I think he's well aware, Colm, of of the work that has to be put in at that end of Mead's game for them to become competitive again. And once they get defensively solid and get games and, and unfortunately experiences like yesterday under the belt of, of these players, hopefully, and as he said as well, with, with a good group of under-20s coming through, hopefully in, in the years ahead, Mead can get back. But I'm the eternal optimist in that front. Yeah, you certainly are. Um, I can just like just to look at a few of the positives. I don't want to be all doom and gloom because, as we said, it's a new management team, a lot of new players, and it's very easy to, uh, you know, to to give lads abuse or to be criticising fellas when you know they're putting their shoulder to the wheel more than any of us ever did. Certainly me, anyway. Maybe you, Fergal, I'm not sure. But no, looking at no, the no. looking at the team and looking at the positives from from yesterday, if we can take any, like the, the Limerick game, I thought Ronan Jones was absolutely outstanding, and he's a lad that's had. You know injury problems over the years, but he looks like he's really hitting his straps. He was, I thought he was decent again yesterday in a difficult on a difficult afternoon. Jack Flynn alongside him, I thought did well at times. Is that midfield partnership something that that looks like it's going to be there for the long haul, and we're maybe getting a little bit of a settled pair because obviously Brian Menton's gone, so he's a big a big loss and a gap to fill in midfield. But Jones and and Flynn, two big men, and I thought you know they both had their moments yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and and look to be you know they could provide. Um, an excellent base around the midfield for me. And I just want to stress as well that, that there's nobody and no more you or I don't think any, well, definitely people who go to Mead games and support Mead football aren't criticising the players as individual or criticising their efforts that they put in yesterday. Every one of them worked their socks off and, mm. and did their best for the cause. But I think just the gap in, in terms of physicality, Dublin and Derry are way further down the line than us. Okay, the Limerick game was... We, you know, lost control of it when you're ahead with a couple of minutes to go. Um, but th- the players are working hard. Uh, every manager, Andy said that for the last six years as well, that, you know, the attitude of the players in there is top class, but they're all working hard and, and all striving to help get Mead back to a better place. So nobody is criticising the team or the players as individuals, but 
it's just the reality of where we are, but we do need to get settled. So yeah, Flynn and uh, Jones in midfield look like being a very solid midfield partnership. You also have Dohi McGowan who can come in and play in that position as well. And and he can be a good option in there. And uh, Shane Crosby uh, wasn't wasn't his finest game yesterday and uh, he got taken off at halftime. But he's another exciting player mm. that uh, if he's given time and opportunity in the team, he could be a key player in there as well. So there is plenty to be positive about going forward, but we just have to uh, make sure that the... the there aren't too many more days like yesterday, let's just say that. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose going into the league campaign, most people probably thought that a promotion tilt was was a little bit too too much to hope for, albeit after the first two games, it looked like it was very much on the cards, but I think reality have been reality has kicked in a little bit since then. But So me, they're probably where most people expected them to be. They're on five points at the moment, in fifth place on the table. Kildare are currently on two points, Clare on two, Limerick on one. Uh, Kildare will almost certainly move on to four points. We expect that they'll beat Limerick. They're winning at half-time in that one and it looks like they're going to win that game. So they'll move on to four. Me play Kildare next week. Um, now, it'll be, I think it'll take, it'll probably pretty much almost safe from relegation at this stage. I'm not sure if it's mathematical yet, Mead, but, yeah. but No, no, they're safe. They yeah. are safe. Okay, so there we go. So, but if they were to lose to Kildare next weekend, um, Kildare would jump and leapfrog them, frog them in the table. Mead would be in sixth in the table. And with the championship structure the way it is this year, that's a precarious enough spot to be in. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Mead, no, probably a draw will will do next week to secure fourth place. Um just anticipating that uh, that Cork, I think, played Derry in their last game. So uh, what sort of maybe a team Derry will probably win that game. What sort of a team are Derry going to put out? Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. But uh, they're, they're still preparing for, you know, they're promoted, so they're happy enough, but they'll be preparing for a uh, for their Ulster Championship defence. So they'll, they'll want to keep a winning team and... and uh, Rory doesn't tend to change the team a whole lot, so he, uh, I'm sure he'll he'll go with a strong team for that one. So, um, you would think a draw would be good enough for me to get that fourth spot, and and it looks as if it's it's crucial that we that we get that. So, the game against Kildare all of a sudden becomes a massive game next week, and Kildare, who have been very poor in the league so far, are obviously finding a bit of form today. Uh, typical just needs luck that they they get their act together ahead of a. Uh, the visit of me to Newbridge next Sunday. Yeah, Kildare, um, just to confirm, are 1-6-4 ahead at half-time against Limerick, so it looks like they're going to win that game. Just one final one, Fergal. I saw your photo of the uh, lovely press room in Park Talton yesterday evening, um, which was you know lovely to see it, and they did a nice job at it and everything else, but uh, the old question about when we'll see some movement on the redevelopment of Park Talton, I know there was a line in it about, from the Secretary's report, I think, that says you know they're hoping to move things on in this in 2023. Is there? Are you aware? Is there any progress likely to happen on that front in the next six months, eight months, twelve months? Uh, well, John John Cavanagh, the chairman of the county board, has said that he he didn't want to uh, put the county board into debt for this project. So um, there is nothing officially happening. Yeah, I did hear that there are, there are plans to maybe you know plow ahead with something. Um, at the end of this year or, or in 2023. Uh, there has been talk of, initially the plan was to do work on the terrace side, but now the word coming back is no, that if there is going to be any work to start in Partulchen, it'll be to redevelop this, the current stand that's there. Um, I assume that means knocking it all together and rebuilding it because uh, it'd be very hard to, to redevelop anything that's there at the present at present but a huge credit for that that media room is, is excellent and Jim Lane um, who's the, the stadium manager there now and, and the head man for all the games he's he's done a great job tidying up the old place um, 
it's amazing what a lick of paint and a bit of astroturf uh, carpeting can do uh, for underneath the stand. But it's, uh, yeah, definitely need work get going in Park Tolchin because it's really antiquated at this stage. And I believe uh, you've been sounded out about what the new uh, press uh, box should have. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they come, they come to me for all their uh, queries first, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, listen, Fergal, thanks so much for taking the taking the time to talk to us today. Obviously, no uh, problem, difficult eno- a difficult enough day yesterday for me, but let's hope that uh, they get the win against Kildare next weekend and they can go into the championship with a, a spring in their step. Thanks, Fergal. No worries. LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.